What's up, everybody? This is Zero Gravity, Apollo Media's NBA podcast, where we talk about all the things happening in the NBA. We love basketball. You know who else loves basketball? Big City Wings, Houston Swing Joint, Apollo Swing Joint. They've got specials every week. Go check out Big City Wings. They're opening their 14th location here in the next few months in the Houston greater area. So go check out Big City Wings. This podcast is also brought to you by Celebrity Men. Go check out the Ric Flair and Mike Tyson collectibles. They're all graded. They're all silver, gold, just precious metals. Awesome collectibles that you can get from CelebrityMint.com. So go check them out in the description below on YouTube at Apollo HOU. I'm joined here by the What We Learn Houston Rockets Edition King, Josh Garcia. How we doing, bud? I'm great, man. I got to see a 14-game slate this weekend. Hella basketball. Texans made the playoffs. Uh, a, a great end game safety as well. We don't see that much of that anymore. Yes. Lots been happening. Uh, just kind of been ingesting it all, having fun. Uh, can't really complain, man. How you doing? Oh, we're good. We're here in uh, Miami, Florida, home of Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. So uh, <laughs> yep. it's not sunny right now, but it's still Miami. So you can't really can't be really upset with it, you know? <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, a lot of basketball has been happening. Obviously, it's football weekend, last weekend of football. But basketball... Went kind of crazy the other night, uh, including Nikola Jokic. Yep. yep. Calling glass or not calling glass. Nope. Um, if you saw his post-game presser <laughs> with Shaq and Chuck. But, uh, yeah, Jokic basically just ended the Warriors' run. It's over. At this point, absolutely. It, it, it is so done. You know how everybody says, oh, we're so back? It's so over. It is so more than over. Um, it feels so good to finally say at this point, Steph Curry and the Warriors could be finished. I mean, I hate that it took, you know, Chris Paul getting injured, Kaminga wanting out. You know, we, we'll we get into this in a little bit, but the youth movement, well, fuck it, we'll get into it now. The youth movement is done. Like, Wiseman is out. I, nobody's nobody's calling him a bust. He is a bust at this point. And it sucks that he's letting his career just rot, rot away in Detroit. But you're seeing guys like Moody, Kaminga, you know, you're, you're seeing Dario Saric get 15, 20 minutes a game. And I love, I love him. There, there, there's a lot of niche fan accounts on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, whatever, who love Dario Saric. But it's just sad seeing that rotation go from, you know, KD, Clay, Iggy, even Andrew Bogan of all people, Draymond. You know, the, the team was so deep, and now we're seeing, you know, people, Kevon Looney getting, you know, full starting gig. And I think he's a great defensive center, but you can't, you can't do much with that at that point. You know, I mean, you're. you're it's like giving Festus Azili 35 minutes a night. The team is in shambles at this point. Um, it's great that, uh, you know, as a Houston guy, you know, it feels good. But it was weird that Jokic kind of started this free fall. I mean, immediately right after he hit, he hit the shot, you just see Kaminga just throw his hands up. He's like, I'm good. Fuck y'all. I'm good. <laughs> it's just, it, it's so fresh. It's so interesting just seeing, you know, all this happen. And man. I love it. I love every minute of it. And that's also the most emotion that Jokic has ever displayed on a basketball court yes. other than wanting to murder one of the Morris twins. Like other than that, like that that's yeah. the most emotion that we've seen out of Jokic and you can see how big of a moment it was in a sense like when he hit it, he knew that he killed him. It's over. Yeah. It's done. Yeah, Chris Paul has a fracture in his hand or he broke his hand yep. or whatever it is. Four to so six he weeks. has to have surgery. Yep. And he's out. Uh, Kaminga played 18 minutes and scored 18 points in that game against the Nuggets and then sat the last 18 minutes. Is that correct? Yep. yep. Of the game. Uh, a lot of 18s going on there. But, yeah, and when you understand that he's 
getting buckets and also potentially getting stops on the other end. And then you just take them out because I, I don't know why Steve Kerr takes them out. He's yelling about music sounding like a club in the Phoenix suns games and not playing the right people. Draymond obviously is a whole conversation that we've already had this season multiple times actually on this podcast where we've discussed Draymond green, but he's on his way back. I guess they're going to ramp him up for the next week or two, and then he'll be back on the court. Steph does not look like he's having a good time. Clay Thompson should have been traded last offseason. They waited too long, and now he's just untradeable, and then he's not going to get the contract in the Golden State Warriors, so you're going to lose him for nothing. You could have gotten a second-round pick or just some role players that would have helped him out, um, but you chose pride and legacy over good basketball and keeping Steph Curry happy, essentially. like I'm sure you kept him happy because he kept Clay, but you know what would make Steph Curry happier? Winning, winning basketball a games probably team. would help. Exactly. Yeah, that that might work. Um, trading Wiseman and when you could have dra- drafted probably Lamella Ball and Lamella Ball like lifts your ceiling that lets you move on from Clay earlier and not have to worry about the injuries and all that kind of stuff that we're ensuing after the uh, after effects of Achilles and ACL injuries back to back seasons. Like you could have just had Lamella Ball, which has his own injury history, but at least he's younger. Right. Um, yeah. You just you missed, and then you trade all these like the pit, the second round picks, and you get Gary Payton the second back, and now he's hurt. It's like, what what's going? Like I don't understand how it happened so fast. Like literally within forty eight hours, it's done. It's over. It's so over. Oh, <laughs> yep. It it's so strange because this is the most perfect opportunity that I've seen any dynasty have. Um, you you immediately get an, a number one pick. After years of winning, somehow, some way, it just falls in your lap. You could get Lamelo next season. You could get Franz Wagner. You can get Alperen Shangun. Oh, I forgot about Franz. You, st- you, you stick Shang-Tan. with, you know, Kaminga and Moody have yards, meters of potential. But these people are making, you know, Franz Wagner, Scotty Barnes, Shangun. They're making, you know, so many leaps of potential now uh, and, and immediate impact. Um, it's just really sad seeing that fall from grace. I mean, Bob Myers, uh, somebody, somebody in that system, whoever is dealing with scouting, like we mentioned last uh, episode with OKC, this is like the pure opposite. I mean, we're stuck with the results of just shitty scouting, you know, kind of throwing darts at a dartboard blindfolded uh, and just hoping for the best. And even out of college, James Wiseman, yeah, he looked great, but he wasn't on like shack levels of a, of a number one center, you know, being drafted, you know what I mean? Like he, he wasn't, he wasn't a, you know, Dikemi Mutombo, he wasn't a, you know, Alonzo Mourning. We didn't really know what his game was, nor his ceiling. And it was just, it, it's always weird seeing big men get drafted like top three, top five, because a lot can happen, man. Look at Kwame Brown, man. And I hate to, I hate to, I hate to throw that out there, but I mean, you know, there, there's a lot of people who have gotten drafted and really high, especially big men, uh, Greg Oden, of course. I mean, I hate, to put the bust uh, allegation on James Wiseman. But I saw a video of someone on Twitter doing a 45-minute breakdown of James Wiseman highlights against the Warriors. Fucking sicko. Absolute sicko. And if this is... How was there 45 minutes of highlights? It was all from, like, a game or two. I don't know what we were doing. (laughs) He was was pausing it. I watched the first, like, five minutes, maybe. I was bored as hell. I was just watching it. And he was pausing shit, breaking it down. And it I felt bad because he put so much effort into it. But it's like, 
I saw the quote tweet. It was like, you immediately need to go to jail. You have to. Yeah. Why are you doing yeah. this? Sicko. And sicko. absolute sicko. <laughs> and if we're if we're having to, you know, make ourselves cope by doing 45 minutes of James Wiseman breakdowns, maybe he's just not a good player at this point. <laughs> and he doesn't Seem, even play. Seems that way. Yeah, he doesn't even play for the Warriors anymore. This is beyond the point. But, you know, yeah. the, all it comes down to is just bad scouting, bad drafting, bad execution more than anything. Um and it feels really good to say that the Warriors are done. And thank God that it was Jokic, the best player in the world, to do it. Yeah, it's uh, the end of the dynasty. It's the end of the run. They obviously win the 2022 title, um, get four out of six. Lose to the Raptors, lose to the Caps, yeah. right? Yep. So, yeah, four out of six and how many ever years that was since 2015. So seven years, you win four out of six in seven years. Pretty good. Great. Pretty good. Great. You did great. It's over. It's over now. It's over. It's time, time to let literally anyone else just run the NBA for a little bit. Yep. Uh, I hope there's some parity and we don't have the Nuggets repeat this Please. year. That'd be really cool. Please. Um, j- just so we can have some fun, you know? I don't care who it is. Just anyone else. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, anyone else. A Wolves-Nuggets uh, Western Conference Final? Mm-hmm. Please yeah, in- inject slap. that in my veins. I need that expeditiously. Slap. You know what else would slap? Talk to me. A Mavericks Nuggets uh, Western Conference Finals where Luca just starts tampering and gets Jokic over in the offseason. <laughs> yeah, yep. Just have the Eastern, the, the Eastern European boys over in Dallas. Yeah. It'd be awesome. Yeah, that's the. Uh, It'd be great. That's the, uh, the, the all heart, all soul team. You know what I mean? All dog team for sure. All fat, no speed. Yeah, it's going to be that's awesome. Right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's, let's talk about a team that's on the come up instead of a team on the downfall. We talked about them a few days ago. They made a big trade. OG Ananobi comes over from Toronto Raptors to the New York Knicks. The New York Knicks traded RJ Barrett and Emmanuel Quickly. And Knicks fans were a lot of Knicks fans were upset. Right. Like, I'd say 70% of my timeline was just upset Knicks fans right. for 24, 36 hours. It was rough. I felt bad for them. You know, I just was like, boys, we gotta get together. It's okay. You got a new guy in, new blood. Let's uh greet him just like you did RJ. RJ comes in and you baby him. Sweet baby boy RJ, 19 years old, gets drafted to the Knicks. He's so excited, just a bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. He didn't know what he was in for. We didn't know what we were in for. The Knicks fans didn't. So OG comes in, and now all of a sudden, like everything's unlocked except for the backup point guard position. Yep. Literally everything just yep. seems better. Everything seems good. Everything seems way better. The Brunson, OG, Randall minutes are awesome. Yes. No, yes. Rich, no Mitchell Robinson. R- Robinson's hurt for the rest of the season, probably. Yep. They haven't filed for that extra, um, the disabled player money that they can get. I think they have a couple more days to file for that. Yeah, the but, exemption. Yeah, the exemption. So, And they have another trade waiting on, waiting on them because they have eight first-round picks. If they wanted to, they could go get another guy at the the deadline or they can wait to the offseason and really get that big star who was upset. But yeah, the Knicks look like geniuses right now. Oh, yeah. Just getting OG for, and giving up RJ, you get off that money. That way you can pay OG. And you gave up Emmanuel quickly, potential six-man-of-the-year candidate, but they look awesome. Just incredible. Absolutely. They, they, they completely blew out Philly, and they've been 4-0 since the new year. Uh, I think 3-0 and since the Ananobi trade. This is sick yep. as hell. I love watching this Knicks team not only 
shut up everyone who was like, oh, y'all got fleeced, y'all got fleeced, but immediately backing up and just shitting on one of the best teams in the league. I mean, their schedule these past couple of weeks overall has just been weird. Uh, They've been playing really high-powered offenses. Uh, Speaking of, uh, uh, Indy dropped 150 again the other night. So shout out to Yeah, the Bucks have a Pacers problem. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's a top, that's a topic for another day, but it yeah. it, it is really uh, we we we've mentioned this before. It is great to see high powered offenses. Uh, I don't think the Knicks can necessarily be that yet, especially under yeah. Tom Thibodeau. But it is great to see the the team somewhat meshing uh, this early, especially after the trade. And man, OG might be he might be a Nick for life after this. Immediate He's wearing number eight. Yeah, like yeah. the J.R. Smith number yeah. is so good. Good it vibes. Just feels right. Exactly. Just feels right. <laughs> and Knicks fans, they get him in, and everyone's like, "OG's hasn't even been good this year." And I want to say that's a little bit of, uh, I guess, a telltale sign of the Raptors this season. The vibes are at an all-time low, yep. which we haven't had with the Raptors. They've always just been good. They always play defense well. They always score well. They're just a good all-around team, and. OG just coming to the Knicks and just immediately being good again is telling me something. It's like he, he didn't want to go to work and he's pulling Eric Bledsoe. Yep. I don't even want to be here anymore. Yep. Um, yeah. So OG on the Knicks, it looks good. He looks right in the eight, number eight on the New York Knicks, just in, in the garden. No emotion. Very Kawhi esque. Every time he does anything, no emotion. No, it, None. it's so sick because almost at this point, it's like, you know, with Toronto, he was basically like donating plasma every day. And then the next day he's in New York and driving a fucking Lamborghini. I mean, this is the mm-hmm. turnaround is crazy. And if the Knicks can manage to get like a somewhat solid playoff spot, even if Ananobi walks, I mean, which I don't think he will at this point, which, of course, it's very early, but you never yes. know. Um, even if Ananobi walks and they still do better this season than, you know, 45 wins, maybe. This is a, yeah, win. They're, this they're, is a win for sure. Four game win streak, six and four in their last 10, 21 and 15. They went from the eight seed in the play in before the trade, and now they're the four seed. Incredible. In Incredible. Games, I love games. this. Yeah. And it's just, uh, they're seven and a half games back of Boston right now. I don't expect them to go get the one seed. Uh, no. They already have 15 losses. It's more than twice what the Celtics have right now in the Eastern Conference standings, but they just. I don't – I really don't – is it a vibe change? Like, they just got RJ out and we're just like, all right, we're good. And I don't think RJ was a bad vibe. It was like a vibe killer necessarily. I just think it was, oh, he's got the ball. Damn. <laughs> Killing 20 seconds of ISO ball on the shot clock just for a shitty-ass three-pointer. I mean, RJ Barrett is great and he has amazing potential. But in New York, I'm not feeling it anymore. Toronto, I don't yeah. think is going to be for his forever home. I think he would honestly flourish much more in a twenty to twenty-five minute off the bench role for a better team. You know, I'm okay. I'm looking at a Boston. I'm looking at a Clippers when you know everything's going right for the Clippers. Um, of course, this is years into the future. He's still he's still on right. his rookie deal, right? I, I'm thinking so. No, he just signed an extension. Okay, okay. Oh, we did. So we I think he's on a. I think he's on the first year of the new contract. Okay, yeah. okay. So, yeah, and if he's getting... Or maybe it kicks in this summer. Okay, if he's getting way. crazy money yeah. already, I mean, who knows? Maybe Toronto might be his his spot. It's but... like 120? Yeah, it was over 140. I think it was yeah, 130. Yeah, that's solid. That's very solid. It's in there. 
Um, it's a lot of money. It's more than Brunson. <laughs> Siakam is stuck, and I feel so bad for the guy because I saw the Welcome to Dallas. The yeah, yep, yep. The the agenda's being pushed already. But I saw that uh, Detroit wanted him for whatever reason. Yes. And I feel like that is just basketball purgatory at this point. Worse than purgatory. I don't want to say hell, but it's teetering. Um, we're, we're inching our way down. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't understand why Detroit would be buyers. Uh, I mean, of course, nothing can get much worse than this. And I think that, of course, you know, there's nowhere you can go but up from here. I mean, what's the worst that you can – you can't get much worse. You, you could have zero wins. That's three more than you currently have. Yeah or three less than you currently have. But Siakam, outside of a Raptors uniform, I don't like it. I don't, maybe he'd look good in blue, but I really think that he needs to stick it out in Toronto, especially if they want something to build, you know, maybe not directly this year. But if they can go out and sign somebody, you know, who knows? The, sky, the sky's the limit. Maybe maybe five seed next year. Yeah. I, don't, I just I don't know what's going on in Toronto. It doesn't make sense just doesn't make sense like Siakam it was obviously the other day was it Thursday or Friday I can't it was Thursday the Siakam trades were like it was about to happen the yeah. Sacramento Kings stepped up they were about to play they were just like moving down the down the ball field and just like here's the trade this is what we're gonna do Shams is reporting on it it's the Kings and the Raptors they're talking the deal right now they're working to get it done yada 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 and then all of a sudden like Five, six hours later, it's over. Yep. Kings are out. Well, Kings are out. Toronto wanted Keegan Murray, and I think that that was the biggest okay. untouchable outside of De'Aaron Fox and maybe Sabonis. Um, but yeah. if you're if, if you're Sacramento, I mean, what can you give up in that situation? Are you going to give up a 35-year-old Harrison Barnes? Are you going to give up a bunch of draft capital? I don't see what what they could really do there. Yeah, it, it'd be rough, and it's, it's hard to tell what Siakam's trade value is since he's a free agent after this, correct? Exactly. Exactly. So OG, we just saw him. They gave up Emmanuel quickly, impending restricted free agent, RJ Barrett, and a second round pick. That when you really look at it, it's not a lot. Like Quickly's awesome. Quickly's very good at what his role was in New York, and now he's a starter, and he's his role's not going to be the same. And he's he's been playing well in Toronto, but it hasn't been as lights out as it was in New York because we right. only got twenty minutes, and now he's going to have to pay play thirty two to thirty five minutes a game yeah. and. Small it's interesting size, small how that one's going to – right. It changes – the dynamic changes a little bit. He has to play different because he has to play longer. He has to play harder, all that. So I, d I just don't know what Siakam's trade value is. It's a little bit more than OG, but it's not much more, especially as the, as the days and the weeks keep coming through January, end of February, inching towards the trade deadline. The trade debt or the the trade value is going to go down because you're getting less time with Siakam, less time to get him acclimated to the new team. Right especially if it's a playoff hopeful or a playoff contender already. Like if we're talking to Golden State, I think they're in on Siakam just because they have to do something. At this point, yeah. I just, something, something's got to go. I have no idea what it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I they don't have anything that Toronto should want. The Warriors need to be involved in every trade talk possible in order to not only keep Steph happy, but keep the boat afloat at this point. Um, it's really sad that we've gotten to this point, like we mentioned at the top of the pod, but I really think that it's great that um, Siakam can give all these teams value. Um, I know as, as, the trade, <clears throat> as the trade deadline comes closer, we're going to be in a situation, again, like you said, where the value is going to go down. Uh, you know, he's not going to get as much, or the Raptors aren't going to get as much. But I think it does kind of set a weird precedent, the Anobi trade going back to it. Um, it almost sets like a, you know, a, a player 
like a two for one kind of um, Rudy Gobert situation in the sense of, you know, how Rudy Gobert got traded for a bunch of draft picks. OG got yeah. traded for a lot on paper. But of course, you know, if you if you look at it, RJ Barrett and quickly can, you know, the, the, it's, it's a middling, you know, kind of ten seed. It's you a know, salary dump. It's a dump. Free agent. Yeah, exactly. So I think I think it's going to set a weird precedent for the trade deadline. You're going to see a lot more like two for ones, three for ones, which we don't really see. We see player for player deals, um, but not as many as, you know, we've seen in the past. And I think that uh, as long as draft picks are going to be there, draft draft picks will always be king. But it's good to know that we can still do these big player deals and kind of have a just have a fun day out of it, dude. It feels like a field trip going in the, you know, the Twitter replies on on the Shams and Woj tweets about it. Yeah, uh, I, I love that for vibe sure. for the NBA. And I think, you know, it's, it's going to set a good precedent. And maybe that wasn't a great comparison with the Gobert, but in my brain, I'm like, wait, this kind of makes sense. So I'm going to say it. You know what I mean? But um, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, this trade deadline is going to be really fun. We're going to start bringing out the trade machines like we mentioned uh, I'm feeling great. Uh, the trade machine also sucks on mobile. So it's, you know, it's like, yes. yeah, I hate it. I hate it. The ESPN site in general just sucks on mobile. It feels like I'm stuck in like 2006. Correct. But, you know, regardless, we, I got a computer. We're going to be going crazy with the trade deadline, to the trade machines. Tyus Jones, you will be a rocket. Daniel Gafford, you will be a rocket. This next couple months, you know, this next month, month and a half is going to be fucking awesome. I can't wait. Yeah, we'll start doing the trade machine segment this next episode perfect wednesday when we record wednesday it'll be up on thursday we'll uh we'll start bringing those out i'm trading siakam to dallas yep just <laughs> letting you know just put for that out there <laughs> just for nothing yep. four second round picks that we don't even have <laughs> um let's let's talk about another team shout out the knicks you're doing great i hope you keep it up this is awesome it's very fun to watch when the garden's popping basketball's popping exactly so just just keep it going boys yep. uh Let's talk about a place that when it's popping, basketball's popping, but when it's down, it's still popping because no one cares about the Lakers outside of the Lakers. And uh, the Lakers have lost how many? In, like, as they've lost 11 out of 13 or 10 out of 13? Yeah, they're, they're stuck. Now. I think it's 10 out of 12. Uh, they're, they're stuck. Yeah. Um, um, this is bad. They just – all of it looks bad, and LeBron brings up the Darvin Ham situation, the coaching style, the minutes, the rotations, yada, yada, that gets leaked. Uh, LeBron Lalique, as they call him, is uh, he's starting to leak things. He's yeah. getting things out into the press, and it's 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 back. It's back. Oh, Lalique. That's great. It's just the, the LeBron stare at the ball, spin it in your hand, and step back. Yep. Every season, this was the greatest offseason for a LeBron team that we've ever seen. And then the step back is LeBron has to make a trade. They have to help LeBron. They need LeBron to get help. Yada, yada, yada. Yep. It's, it happens it's every that. year. Every single season. Every time. Every single season. Yep. yep. Awesome. I would love if we could get the retirement home, home Lakers back, like we mentioned before. That would be so sick. I mean, of course, you'd have to have different faces. But, I mean, hey, Vince Carter's still got it. Jamal Crawford's still got it. You need a vibe there at some point. Something's got to give. Hoodie Mellow's back. Yes, yes, expeditiously. I need that. <laughs> the, the Lakers are stuck, man, and it's really unfortunate. They hung the banner. They got the banner curse. Um, Kobe would be so displeased uh, see, seeing what's yeah. going on in L.A. right now. Of course, you know, they got the bubble title to always, you know, hold their heads about, but it it can't get much worse than this, but we've seen it get worse than this with the Lakers. And it's sad that everyone knows how a LeBron roster should be constructed. We've seen it in the latter years of Cleveland. We've seen it in Miami. We've seen it in the beginning of L.A. 
and the 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 scouting department the the everybody everybody in LA has has some vendetta not only against LeBron but against themselves because you're not keeping the great one of the greatest players in the world if not the greatest player of all time you're keeping him unhappy and I'm so surprised that he's still there at this point this has been three years of the same shit and yeah they've made the playoffs most of these times but you don't have many results to show for it besides a bubble ring. And I, I for one, think the bubble ring's legit. A lot of people don't. Uh, I'll never call it a Mickey Mouse championship. I'll never do that to my king. But I want to make myself clear, the Lakers are fucked right now. They are stuck in a weird spot. And I don't think it, it can really get much better. And people are uh, – who tweeted uh, – who was the coach? Uh, I'm forgetting the coach that tweeted uh, uh, blaming Anthony Davis. George Carl, I think it was. Um, he yeah, was well, blaming Anthony Davis. What are we? What are we doing here? Davis has been he healthy for most of the himself. Like George Carl blamed everyone and anyone on a team organization other than himself yep. for a bad coaching job. So I won't hear anything that George Carl says. I don't care what he says. It doesn't matter to me. But yes, Anthony Davis and LeBron James. If you told them preseason that they're going to play almost all of the games, they've only missed a handful of games because of rest yep. and little. Just little nicks. It's not been anything crazy, big injuries. Nothing's happened yet. If you told Lakers fans and people in the organization they're going to play 90% of the games this year, you're like, huh. all right, Easy. top four seed in the West. Easy. We're chilling. They're not even in the play-in right now. Yep. They're not the 11th seed as we're recording this on Sunday, January 7th. Like, They're not even in the play-in. And all of it looks bad. Just all of it looks bad. I don't know what the – you can't just like – bring in people and have it be fixed. The Kyrie trade's not happening because Kyrie and Luca look good in Dallas when they get to play together. It's not, it hadn't been often yet, but right. when they do get to play together, it's been pretty good. You're not getting Kyrie unless Kyrie just goes on a tirade and it happens like I'm not counting that out. But as of right now, you're not getting them. Right. <laughs> like, I, I just don't know what trade there is that the Lakers can do that will make them even just get in the play in like comfortably into the play in. I, I don't see much. I mean, a, a lot has to go right for their bench. Uh, we're we're starting Tory and Prince, you know, almost every single night. Uh, and I'm not saying he's a bad player because he's not. Atlanta Hawks legend. Right. But Vanderbilt is getting starting time. He is averaging two points a game this season. His defense is great, beyond great. I've seen him play in high school. I've seen him drop 50 in high school, 360 dunks in the game. People forget that NBA superstars were all – not just superstars, NBA NBA players, the 13th man, the 15th man on the bench, they were like some of the best players in their state. And it takes a lot for me to really remember that sometimes. Jared Vanderbilt was crazy in high school. Man, I can go, I can go, I can go on. But that is crazy. It was so fun. Shout out Victory Prep. I don't even think you're at school anymore. Um, but – LA is in shambles, and I feel like all these mixed up starting lineups. There was a there was a Lakers uh, tweet, and it was the lineup. I think uh, nobody was under six foot eight in the lineup, and, and and the quote tweet was, "You are starting five power forwards. What are we doing?" <laughs> like the Detroit Pistons model. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh my God, Isaiah Livers recipe getting for success. Yeah, exactly. That's the recipe, man. I, it, it, the Lakers are stuck. I hope that something can give at this point. I don't know what they can get or give, though, to get out of this position. Sure, you can get Siakam. That's not going to happen, though. I mean, I, I don't, no. I don't know what could, I don't know what, what's got to give. Because you got to wait another couple weeks before you can really trade anyone on the team, right? Because Rui got a new deal. Austin Reeves got a new deal. 
um, then all the free agents you brought in, like Gabe Vincent and whoever else. Like, there's just <laughs> did you hear what Bill Simmons said the other day with Zach Lowe on his podcast? No, I did not. Uh, so they they were doing league pass rankings that they always did on Grantland, which we were talking about off show was how we much we love Grantland. But uh, in the middle somewhere, Bill got distracted and just started talking about fake trades, which happens nearly every NBA podcast that he does. He was like, what if we just traded LeBron James back to Miami? <laughs> Gabe Vincent, LeBron James for, I, I think it was Kyle Lowry and something else for, to make the salary fit. And then you, you bring LeBron back home and Zach Lowe's like, that's one that I had written down. What? I was like, what are we talking These about? These are That's NBA experts. What are we doing? Which um, I will say that LeBron, or not LeBron, that Bill Simmons um, doesn't come up with trades on his own anymore. This is all just hearsay that he hears from people, and then he just leaks it through. He's like, I came up with this trade the other day. And this is all just information that he's heard from people that LeBron may or may not want to just go back to Miami. That's what okay, how I'm interpreting okay. it, because every time he comes up with a fake trade, I'm just like, there's no way you just were like LeBron back to Miami guys. This who thinks this of these easy. things? What are we? That's insane. He's using his I'm, powers I'm for, for good. It. I think this is great. I love the discord. Yeah, this that is good. From this. And then <laughs> what I wanted him to go on was, which Bill Simmons hates Kyrie. So he's never going to say anything good about Dallas, no matter how good Dallas ends up being or who Dallas brings in at the trade deadline, or if they bring anyone into the trade deadline, LeBron to Dallas, it's time to start the agenda. LeBron, Kyrie, and Luka. LeBron loves Kyrie. We already know that. Kyrie and LeBron want to play with each other. We already know that. But LeBron loves Luka. Luka, he wanted Luka to be the first LeBron signature athlete, yada, 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 with Nike, if you remember that podcast with Dwayne Wade and was it Richard Jefferson and everyone that he started bringing that up with? I'm just going to start that agenda. Bring LeBron home to Dallas, Texas, where he's never had a home, (laughs) but there's no state taxes. You don't have to live in California anymore. No state taxes. You can get a way bigger house than you have in L.A. Way bigger. I know you're a billionaire, so you can really do just whatever you want. Buy a city. LeBron. Dallas is great. Great food. Great people. Get to, We'll get you some cowboy boots. Luca will get you a giant like tank that he drives to the game sometimes. It'll be awesome. Trust me, LeBron. We'll get you your fourth or fifth ring. We'll get you one outside of the bubble. Kyrie, Luca, LeBron. Who says no? <laughs> uh, man. Uh, that was a great pitch. You, 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 I, I love it. I think that, you know, in a perfect fantasy world, I think this might work for you. Uh, you know, right. If, if you want to go take a nap later and really fantasize about it, the the floor is yours. You know, the dreams can happen. Um, yeah. Man, I I got nothing for this. I don't know. Where, I don't know where LeBron is going to go in a, in a year or two. Look, we're just saying, Josh Green, we'll give you Omax, Grant Williams, um. And a, we got a first round pick in 2029, and I yep. think we got one in 2031 that we can trade now. So there it is. Wow, uh, I'm just saying, haul. LeBron, come home, Dallas, Texas. It'll be great. Oh my God, that that's a that's a haul, folks, for sure. <laughs> that's incredible. Just saying, yeah. I just I, that was right off the riff. I don't even know if that works in trade machine. Probably not. Yeah, definitely but. not. But you're but we have a new close. Owner, so the the luxury tax doesn't even matter to us anymore. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, the, we got uh, real billionaires. Mark, Cuban. In the, in Mark Cuban for the thirty-five million dollars in bonuses that he's giving the, the employees—that's great. LeBron, yeah, you could get that uh, bonus. You can get some of it. He, 
He gave 1% of his deal of $3.5 billion. That's pretty good. $35 million. Wow. 1%. That kind of, that kind of, you really do the math on that. Puts it in perspective. Wow. (laughs) All off the dome, baby. (laughs) Me and my dad were talking about it yesterday. I was like, all right, well, yeah, when you put it that way. Yeah. All right. Wow. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, we'll start doing real fake trades on Wednesday where we'll go into the trade machine. We'll screen grab it. We'll bring it onto the pod. We'll put it up on the YouTube. You can see it right in the middle. So you can actually see it instead of us just speaking it. Um, I'm all right. I might trade. I might just change my Siakam trade. It's going to be LeBron now. I'm going to figure out how to get LeBron to Dallas. <laughs> I love this for you, man. Keep living in your delusions because if we don't have delusions, we don't have happiness. We don't have joy. You need to bring this joy from within you that LeBron James can be a maverick and you need to put it out in the world because if you don't manifest it, you don't put it out in the world, it's not going to happen. So you need to keep doing this every show. LeBron will be a maverick. He's only won multiple titles in one city. It was Miami. Yep. What was the team that beat him for what should have been his first title? The Dallas Mavericks. We're just bringing it right on. Stone's just saying, folks. (laughs) I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It might work. It it probably won't, but I'm going to figure it out. Yeah, we'll we'll make it work. Mark, Mark, let me in the room. Let me in the war room. I'll get the trade done. Just give me the phone. Let me call up Dr. Buss. Yep. Yep. From his grave, yep. um, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll start doing that Wednesday. It's gonna be a lot of fun. But the Lakers are in trouble. The Warriors are dead, and the Knicks are good. That's pretty much the consensus of this podcast. For now, we'll have fun with it. For now, yep. This is January seventh, so like this could immediately change by January tenth. Exactly. Again, so <laughs> can't wait, man. This is basketball. It's going to be awesome. It, it's a live or die business, you know, 24 yep. hour news cycle. Yep. It's just like Fox News and CNN. It's awesome. Yep. <laughs> but way better. Way better. Oh, exactly. Doesn't actually impl- exactly. implicate your lives. You know, it, it's a little bit better. But <laughs> this has been Zero Gravity, Apollo Media's NBA podcast, brought to you by Big City Wings, Houston's Wing Joint, Apollo's Wing Joint, and the Celebrity Mint. CelebrityMint.com. Go check out their awesome created collectibles of Ric Flair, Mike Tyson, and more. CelebrityMint.com. Go to your nearest Big City Wings if you're in the Houston greater area. They got 13 locations, opening their 14th location very soon. This has been Zero Gravity, Apollo Media's NBA podcast.